Here it goes. Here Halfway go. through the week. Hey. Are you ready? Mike, 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 down Mike, slope Mike, Mike. from here. Friday's just two days away. <laughs> Can you make it? We got this, people. We got this. <laughs> Wednesday's oh, the perfect day. It is. We're just as close to the end of the week as we are to the beginning of the week, so you can start over fresh and new, get things done that you wanted to do on Monday, but you waited until Wednesday. <laughs> and you well, here it is. Only have two days in the week left, so you can say, do the, it. The more you're describing it, the less it sounds like the best day. <laughs> you put off all this stuff on Monday, well, today's the day you got to do it, because Friday's almost here. That's right. So get to work. Quit listening to the radio. Get it done, people. Get it done. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, righteous masculinity, taxes or happiness, and Bible or not, the rematch. I, <laughs> like, I like that it's taxes or happiness because it can't be both. <laughs> <It> can't. <laughs> <laughs> but first, it is February 6th and we've got a few, well, just a couple, a couple a holidays couple. to celebrate today. What do we got? National Frozen Yogurt Day. Uh, hey, hey. Uh, what does Ron one Ron Swanson say about yogurt, frozen yogurt? I don't know. It says be yogurt or be nothing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not ice cream. Folks. Whatever, it's Ron. Not ice cream. I don't really agree with you on this one, okay? <laughs> Most things I can get behind, but not this oh, one. I like frozen yogurt. We got a frozen yogurt place here. We do have a frozen Yo yogurt Tigo. place here. Yep. They got some good good options every now and then. Even some good sugar-free options. You know, they used to have really good... Their menu used to change regularly. And yeah. they would have really good, just random peanut butter or, you know, right. snickerdoodle cookie. Red velvet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not so much in the last year and a half or so. Really? It's been super basic. No sugar vanilla no sugar chocolate regular vanilla regular chocolate and then one fancy one one. fancy flavor it's dumb i'm sorry to hear that yes but then again then again what matt then again what walk into any kind of ice cream spot you're gonna have your people that'll only have chocolate or vanilla and so they're playing a safe bet almost everybody likes chocolate and vanilla Sure. Very few people are going to like pineapple explosion. I would. <laughs> You're one of the few. <laughs> Gosh. <clears throat> See, and I I I disagree, but whatever. We'll leave it there. What's your favorite frozen yogurt? No. I'm not going there. What? You can't say where you get your favorite frozen yogurt from? Well, I don't mean flavor, I mean like place. Oh. Sorry. Like mine is mine is Wiener Schnitzel because they acquired Tasty Freeze, and Tasty Freeze has always been fantastic. I didn't know that that was frozen, frozen yogurt. yogurt. Yeah, I had no idea. Pretty much all of the stuff that comes out of the a soft serve a soft thing? serve thing is frozen yogurt. So then, like the stuff from Golden Corral, yeah, is soft that's, serve. That's frozen yogurt. That's my favorite. Oh yeah. <laughs> Does it's Golden been... Corral still allow you to do the swirl? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I do enjoy a good. A good swirl. Mm. Or like China buffets, they have the same the same little ice cream yeah. place. Yeah. I didn't realize that was considered frozen yogurt. I'm fairly certain it all is, yeah. That's exciting. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> it's the little things that make it's the me little happy. Things that make you happy. All right. It's also pay a compliment day, Matthew. Why why did you say my name? <laughs> Are you saying that I don't compliment you enough? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't need your compliments. <laughs> That's not what our friendship is based off of. It's really not. I think it'd be Almost weird at this point. <laughs> yeah. Almost the opposite. Yeah. Here's a compliment. Your coffee breath isn't so bad that I can smell it from across the table. So, Have you in the past? No. <laughs> that makes me worry. Like... <laughs> Well, now I'm self-conscious all the time. See, thanks, thanks a, a lot. lot. Thanks a lot, Matt. I, <laughs> I appreciate I have that. never smelled coffee breath coming across the table. Not once. Whatever. <clears throat> okay, good. <laughs> See, but we don't... Okay, so you have a relationship with Hillary that's the Gosh. exact opposite of paying compliments. Yes. You guys bash each other, okay. whereas we don't do that R- so roughly. much. Yeah. She like, says I'm... things to you that I get offended <laughs> yes, by that I'm like... She does. 
Whoa. And that causes me to say things that I normally wouldn't say things say to anybody. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know that she will take. <laughs> See, and that's not how we are. But I feel like yeah. we don't have to pay compliments to each other True. because we are so similar. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. All the good things about you are also good things about me, and way to go. Good job. There's a pat on the back. <laughs> That's your compliment. You're a lot like me. Yeah. There's your compliment. There's your compliment. <laughs> it's a twofer. It's a compliment for you and for me, all in one. <laughs> uh, today's show is brought to you by Back Row Radio, the home of back, the Back Row Morning Show. You wouldn't walk into... Hey, we were just talking about this. We were. You wouldn't walk into an ice cream shop and just order three scoops of plain old vanilla. See? It's boring. Told ya. You don't limit your taste buds, so why limit your earbuds? Back Row Radio, Christian music in every flavor. If you only listen to our show on the podcast or you only listen... Uh, to Back Row Radio during the morning show, you're missing out. If you haven't downloaded the Back Row Radio smartphone app, do it now. You can even enable Back Row Radio on your Alexa smart speaker. It plays 24-7. 24-7. And the music selection is always expanding. Basically, if you're missing it, you're missing out. Learn more at BackRowRadio.com. Back Radio. <coughs> Here's the news, folks. This Valentine's Day... Show your loved ones how you really feel with a heart-shaped box of chicken. Chick-fil-A is offering heart-shaped trays of their signature 30-count Chick-fil-A nuggets and 10-count chicken minis in honor of the holiday. Because nothing says I love you like crispy fried chicken and biscuits. Right? Truth. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, when choosing between happiness and lower taxes... It seems most Americans still settle on the latter. Lexington Law surveyed at least 1,000 people per question to gauge how willing the American people are to pay more taxes if it would mean a better life. The poll indicated that 54% of people would not pay more in taxes even if it would improve their happiness. Meanwhile, 75% of people said that they would not pay higher taxes for universal health care. Similarly, Similarly, only 11% of Americans are willing to pay more to the government for national paid parental leave. A lot hmm. of things. A lot of things. They just want lower taxes, man. That's that's how Republicans that's the I feel like that's the only thing that's keeping Republicans in the in the race uh politically. Is that Republicans will still lower taxes. still all about lowering taxes, yeah. and Democrats are still all about let's fund everything and take all your money to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard? Uh, I don't even know how to say her name. Cort- or, or something Cortez, the new freshman uh, House of Representatives uh, lady. She's really young. She's like our age, or maybe younger. Is she blonde? No, she's oh. she's Hispanic. She's got dark hair. Uh, but anyway, she's she's spearheading this thing called the Green New Deal, which will be funded pretty much by billionaires. After you reach ten million dollars in your net worth, everything you make after that in income is taxed seventy percent. You get to keep thirty cents on the dollar. So she's just going to tax all billionaire, all millionaires and billionaires, seventy percent of their income. Above That's 10 stupid. <laughs> I mean, listen, people work hard for their money. It's yeah, it's not all trust fund people and things like that. These are people right. that have built businesses, yeah. and earned this money. We're going to take it. At some point, it's immoral to have this much money. I, that, <laughs> how did these people get elected into these positions? Well, I don't, look, I don't understand how she got elected because she says dumb things all the time. She said that uh, just a couple weeks ago that if we don't uh, fix climate change right now, the world is going to end in 12 years. 12. 12 years. Wasn't even smart enough to make it a time after she'd be dead. So she wouldn't have to ever face the fact that, hey, we're still here. Hey, it's been 12 years. <laughs> TikTok, when's this apocalypse coming? Right. Uh, she just, she gets her math wrong all the time and publicly. And what's stupid is that all of this is clear. It's verifiable. It's You, you don't even have to like fact check her. 
you can just hear everything she says and go, well, that's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. She didn't do that right. And yet, there are she's people... on all the news places, oh. all the late night things, as if she's the second coming. Like, and everything she says is is perfect. Like, to, to the point feel... where I think she's the Antichrist. <laughs> Everyone's following behind her, no matter what dumb thing she says. <laughs> you know, I felt that way about a certain somebody at one point. <laughs> SNL should have fought her for days to go after her not doing a thing it's all still trump bashing oh we got hamburgers in the white house huh jokes 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 <laughs> jokes jokes do you know my husband is pretty ticked about how people are bashing the president because if it were any other country and you were bashing your leader like this like these are things that you could legit die for all right for going against your leader. Mm-hmm. And my husband's like, it's the beauty of America, I guess. We <laughs> elect this person into office and then we make fun of him so much mm-hmm. that in any other country, we could be murdered. <laughs> uh, lastly, moving on. For 31-year-old Jermaine Wilson of Leavenworth, Kansas, going back to his childhood is a bad trip. He started using drugs at age 11 and was in juvenile detention by 15. By 21, he was in the maximum security wing at Lansing Correctional, a state prison in Kansas. Now, Jermaine is mayor of Leavenworth. It's a transformation he credits to God, education, and volunteer work. After prison, he became a community activist and got his felony record expunged, paving the way for a political run. He also works for a nonprofit that helps ex-cons find and keep good jobs. Well, dang. That's fantastic. Dang. Right? I'm curious where he's going to be by 41. <laughs> right? <laughs> he's going to be the president. Mm-hmm. Hey. Younger than us. Mayor of Leavenworth, Kansas. Listen, I didn't need you to point that out for me. I do that every ever since you looked up how old Adele and, and Lauren Daigle oh, were. Yeah. I have compared everybody's age to so mine. So it's my fault? Yes, Thanks. it is your fault. Because you Matt. got I've... me started on this path. I appreciate that. Oh, well, they're younger than me and look they're what they've younger done. Than... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Nothing. I went to bed last night. Let me tell you. I went to bed last night with, and it like sudden realization hit me. I'm turning 34 this year. Yeah. I am turning 34 this year. Jesus didn't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I didn't mean for that to be in bad taste. I hope people didn't take it that way. Oh. I just... I'm going to be 34. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do anymore. (laughs) I don't know what to do with my my life. life. What is life? Here's the thing. I'm going to be 34 and I'm doing something that genuinely I love doing. So... Hey, sure. Whatever. Yeah. As long as you love your life. I didn't say that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I you love portions of your life. <laughs> I would love my life a whole heck of a lot more if I was about 40 pounds lighter, okay? <laughs> I can be 34 if I'm just 34 pounds less than what I'm at right now. Hey, that's my goal. I'm saying it today. All right. Right now. By the time I turn 34, I'm going to be 34 pounds lighter than what I am today. Still won't be at goal weight, but... (laughs) (laughs) All right. Onion, not onion. We got two headlines here. One of them is fake. One of them is real. Mo's going to guess which one is real. What is real? And you can play along at home. First headline. Woman who married a 300-year-old pirate ghost reveals they're splitting up. Oh, my word. Or Fender releases new hybrid gas electric guitar. I'm going with the pirate ghost. Breakups are always tough. One woman is mourning the end of her marriage to a dead centuries-old pirate. And no, he didn't ghost her. People, People reports that Amanda Teague, an Irish woman and Jack Sparrow impersonator, held a ceremony to wed a 300-year-old pirate ghost, also named Jack, early in 2018. Amanda arranged a private ceremony on a boat in international waters off the coast of Ireland so that the marriage would be legal. 
The 45-year-old hired a medium for the ceremony, which was conducted by a shaman priest. Later than the, or less than a year later, Amanda is saying the marriage is over. So I feel it's time to let everyone know that my marriage is over. The mom of five wrote on her Facebook page. She's a mom of five. According to the Irish Mirror, I will explain all in due course, but for now I want to say that it is be very careful when dabbling in spirituality. It is not something to mess with. Amanda previously explained that she'd met her ghost soulmate in 2014 when he appeared next to her as she was lying in bed. Is I mean, this the same one that we talked no, about? No, it's not the same lady as before. Okay, that makes me even more sad. Yeah. I don't... Jeez I mean, she is right. You need to be very careful when you're dabbling in all them witchcraft thingies. Yep. Because uh, that stuff can get out, of, get out of control. I found her on Facebook. <laughs> oh, gosh. Really? Yeah. Yep. Sure did. Wow. Because, you know, I'm interested. Of course you are. I want to know. You want to be a stalker. Um, no, a researcher <laughs> is what it's really called. It's called journalism. Okay, Jeez, thank get you. Get with it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, I just I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't it. understand people. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um. Yep. I mean. You want to think that it's it's got to be like she has some sort of mental health issue, something like that. And that point, you know, of course, it's not funny. But on the other hand, you know that these can't all be that, you know, all these weird, wacky things that people do and all the weird people that marry weird things like mm-hmm. their house or their dog and stuff like that can not all be mental health issues. There's big people with strange compulsions. Yeah. I don't understand. Uh, Anyway, there's one thing she got right. It's be very careful when dabbling in weird spirituality. Agreed. (laughs) When we come back, being the man of the house. Stick around. Backroll Morning Show, second hour here on Wednesday morning. Hope you're having a wonderful day, just as we are. And we're going to kick off the second hour with some facts. Yes, Random we are. facts of that. All right, number one. <clears throat> people who spend excessive amounts of time on social media make riskier decisions comparable to people dependent on substances like cocaine or heroin, researchers have found. Wow. So you <laughs> spending a lot of time on social media is worse for your decision making processes than being on drugs that's what this is saying i'm trying to consider the decisions that i've made as of recently (laughs) okay compared to the times when you were on drugs exactly um (laughs) listening to soothing or sad music while in a traffic jam lowers blood pressure and stress according to a study well yeah i feel like that would happen everywhere listening to soothing or sad music would lower your blood pressure and stress anywhere yeah yeah just have your what is it called phone playlist (laughs) have your playlist for traffic jam moments okay and lastly shane and shane have told us that in the 16th century some church leaders in italy tried to ban coffee because they thought it was satanic Mm -hmm. i'm glad they didn't that in 2019 coffee would be the christian drug of choice you know (laughs) who would have thought that in 2019 churches would be in an uproar as to whether or not you can bring coffee in the sanctuary (laughs) Churches have literally been divided. <laughs> you saw that post. Business assuming, meetings yeah. have come Crazy. to fiery, explosive ends. To blows, y'all. Fists of fury <laughs> over coffee in the carpet. It is like, oh, yes. <laughs> and one of our one of our people said, I like how I say they're my people. One of our people <laughs> of our said, people. yeah, one of our people um, said that 
in her business meeting, somebody said, you can't drink coffee for longer than two hours. What, do you worship coffee? And her response wanted to be, do we worship the church carpet? (laughs) (laughs) And that was so, like, mind blown. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so true. Uh, We got a few artist updates. Uh, Anita Renfrew is doing what it takes to be comfortable. She posted, I'm currently wearing a matching velour tracksuit. I've never been so concurrently ashamed and comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) And Casting Crown's Wanda Vivo just downloaded an app that's popular with the younger folks. It asked me my birthday, and when I put in the year, it replied, Ew. Yep. I feel like that every time I open Snapchat. I'm like, I don't belong here. <laughs> I'm too old for this. I'm too old for this. <clears throat> oh, man. All right. Five things a man must know to lead his family. It's from JT Warask. Warask? Warask. From Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk. So there's been a lot of... Uh, a lot of talk about to- toxic masculinity as of late. Okay. Especially with that Gillette commercial. Did you see that Gillette no. commercial? Have you heard about it? No. You haven't heard about the Gillette no. commercial? Sorry. Oh, my gosh. I said no. Gillette came out with this anti-toxic masculinity commercial where it played out a whole bunch of weird scenarios, many of which were you were brought into the middle of a, a situation. So you have no idea what really set it up because this could be an, a, a viable outcome in many things, such as a situation where they were in a, uh, a boardroom and a man and a woman are presenting something and it just cuts into the man saying what she's trying to say is this. Okay. Taking that as toxic masculinity. Right. Where, sure, it could have been if, she, if he was downplaying her. Uh, for being a woman, but what if she was saying something wrong? Or what if she couldn't get the words out? What if out she was having was stepping difficulty? Yeah. yeah. You don't know what that situation's like. You can't pl- put that on there. Other situations where uh, a dude saw a woman passing on the street and he wanted to go up and talk to her and he starts moving like he's going to talk to her. He doesn't like... He's, he's not, not like abrasive. drooling or... Or touching himself or any weird thing going on. But his friend stops him. goes, no. Like he was going to go rape the woman or something in the middle of of this New okay. York street. is very strange. And then it, you know, it's trying to break the stereotypes, I guess, of men or whatever. And yet it shows a line of men standing at a grill uh, saying, boys will be boys. As two of their boys wrestle on the ground. Mm. And it's possible that this was a legitimate fight. And a kid was beating the other kid up. If that was the case, none of those dads would have just sat there and let them beat each other up. Right. To a bloody pulp. If they were just wrestling on the ground, of course they're going to let that happen. Because that's how boys show affection. Right. They wrestle. And it also, wrestling with uh, other kids teaches them how to actually do it safely. Mm. And... You know, the more that happens. And, you know, dads, you're supposed to wrestle with your kids. Yeah. Because that teaches them how to be, you know, affectionate in a manly way that uh, they might not feel like they can be affectionate in other ways yet. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, make sure that they don't hurt other kids. Yeah. Because you're teaching them a safe way to do that. You know, it's it's stuff like it's just really weird on the line. Nobody really knows who they were talking to thing. But they were obviously trying to make some weird stand. Uh, against toxic masculinity. Mm. Meanwhile, like six years ago, their campaign was a bunch of women with Gillette written on their butt at a uh, NASCAR race. Of so, course. Whatever. But <laughs> anyway, there's been a lot of talk about what a man should and shouldn't be, and so uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about or we're gonna list here these five things from uh, Dr. James Dobson's family talk. About what a what a man should look like when he's leading his family, okay. and we'll see if we agree. <clears throat> so number one, it being uh, the leader of a family doesn't mean that our wives are too weak or incapable of quote unquote wearing the pants. 
It says, while God calls the man to lead his wife and children, God makes it clear that marriage is a partnership. We are co-heirs in Christ. By no means does leadership mean dictatorship. Jesus spoke against the lording over mentality of the ruling religious leaders in his day. My wife and I make collective decisions on a regular basis, yet in the same light that we have... uh, and are yet in the same light that we have and need a hierarchy of leadership within every organization, God gave us an indisputable model of leadership within the home in Ephesians five twenty two through 6, 4. Uh, every business needs to have a CEO or president. However, it doesn't mean that the people that work for this leader are lesser men and women. The same applies for our families. Men, God has positioned you to lead your families. It's high time we step up and deliver in a manner that reflects God's love and equality. Yet before we step up, we need to take a step down and submit ourselves before God and our wives, such as it says in Ephesians 5.21, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Unfortunately, too many women, whether single moms or wives dealing with husbands that refuse to lead, are forced to wear the pants for their family. The women and children in our communities need our help. Children of all ages need to see real men that are willing to set the example of what godly man, what a godly man should look like. Mm-hmm. But see, I live in a, you know, I live in a home where I'm the stay-at-home parent, mm-hmm. which even now a days, and it's usually from a Christian uh, voice, is seen as weird and sometimes frowned upon. Like, look, my wife has a skill. That uh, I do not have. Mm-hmm. That is a nine to five job, Monday through Friday. Uh, she makes more money than me because she's good at that. Yeah. I have jobs too. Mine are a couple part time jobs and a couple of volunteer jobs. I don't make as much money. Uh, and I'm home with the kids all day. I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. I'm still working. I'm not being lazy. I'm still doing, you know, I do chores at the house and I do my other jobs uh, mm-hmm. throughout the week. You know, I don't see it as anything wrong, but a lot of a lot of folks will because they have this weird idea that being the leader means you also have to make the most money. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't see that. <clears throat> Number two, we must be willing to go to battle for our families. To contradict most of the pop culture psychology that's being communicated through our public institutions and mainstream media today, the biological facts that subs... Uh, subs uh, substantiates <laughs> the differences between men and women are real men and women while co-heirs in christ are designed differently to serve different purposes however we live during times when political correctness has gone insanely out of control what are we thinking when we america are placing our women alongside men on the battlefront the social and military consequences should be obvious it pains me to think that this will me- what this will mean for american wives moms and daughters in the future so here we're talking about, I guess, uh, strength mm-hmm. versus our strength and the different ways that we, because uh, let's see, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan had a thing about this in his comedy bit. He said, I don't think that it's uh, anti-feminist to say that most men are stronger than most women physically because I have a wife and I have two daughters. I love them with all my heart. But I could beat the crap out of all of them. That's <laughs> <laughs> not great. Um, no. Uh, Joe Rogan is like that. I don't, I don't endorse Joe Rogan. <laughs> but uh, so what do you think? What is, what is your idea on that? See, I have no problem like women in the military. Mm-hmm. But... At the same time, are we doing a disservice to them if we put them right on the front lines, like with guns and knives and fighting against Islamic terrorists or whatnot? I know some of them are very skilled as well, but maybe not as physically strong as others. I know some pretty strong women. True, true. I know some some women who could take out some men in a heartbeat. Right. Yeah, so um, I, don't, I don't really know if I completely agree with that yeah, I can't get, specific statement. I can't get behind that statement. And even more so than that, there's so many um, hands and feet to the military Sure. that aren't necessarily... Okay, so if we don't want... If this, this article is stating that we don't want to put women on the front lines alongside men, 
okay, then there's a financial squadron in every military uh, unit. Allow them to do something within the finance. Allow them to do... Yeah, and I don't think that goes against what he's saying, because he is specifically saying the front lines, the battle front. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's saying that women can't be in the military at all. I just think he's saying the battle portion. Yeah. The hands, the boots on the ground situation. Yeah. Um, so I kind of get what he's saying, but again, like you said, there are some strong women and very talented shots mm-hmm. out there. Um, so let's think of the other one. The other, the other um, politically politically correct things. Uh, I remember a few years ago <clears throat> there was a college professor who was speaking to the entire student body, uh, and he was he was trying to encourage the women there to uh, work harder in science and math because statistically women do worse in science and math in college courses. Mm -hmm. This was a statistical fact. This wasn't an opinion and this wasn't based on anything else. This was, you know, from studies done, it showed that women were better in some subjects than men and worse than Mm -hmm. men in other subjects. Mm -hmm. He brought up this fact and he had to be fired because people, because the uproar of how dare you say that we're worse in science and math than men. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Do you think do you think that the differences uh, do you think that being aware of differences between men and women is inherently anti-woman? I can okay, so I can see the argument uh-huh. for it. I can. And I think that maybe it's because I am a woman. I can, it becomes personal. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's a personal attack, whether or not it's it's a true statement or not. I can feel like it's a personal attack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even something like the other day I thought about um, the statement, you're driving like a grandma. Okay. And I thought that can be very personal for some people. It's easy for me to say, it's easy for my husband to say because we're not a grandma. Yeah. But if my grandmother was to hear me say that, how would she feel about it? Mm-hmm. It becomes personal to a level. Um whether true or not. And it are we easily offended? Probably. But at the same time I think that we've become a culture that's so focused on proving what we can do and what we are capable of that it it's a a low blow it stings when we hear what we're not capable of and what we can't do do you know and you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and at that point we just want to prove no this is possible i can do this yeah and i think in that situation he was he was saying just that he was saying that you know you you are fully capable of of uh you know raising these statistics and that's what he was encouraging them to do. Yeah. And yeah, and it was just, it maybe wasn't delivered the, the perfect way or it wasn't accepted the perfect way. There's probably not a perfect way to right. deliver that, sure. to be honest. It would have offended someone at some point. Mm-hmm. But it was truth. Yeah. It was research, a study done, you know. Are we not supposed to give truth because it's going to offend people? Yeah, I guess that's what it comes down to. Um, it's, it's just more volatile because it, it also kind of divides, you know, it divides the men and women. It does. Which, but again, to, to say that men and women are the same is not the same as saying that they're equal, you know? And, and I think our society is getting those two confused. Yeah. Like to be equal, we have to be the same. Why can't we celebrate the differences? Why can't we be happy with being different? Yeah. Now, I know that there has been this kind of patriarchal feeling for many years, you know, dating back to not too long ago, that, you know, men are superior, which a lot of men have used Bible verses to justify. Right. When that's really not what the Bible's saying at all. Yeah. Um, But... I believe we're trying to come out of that, 
And I believe that men in general, whether they be conservative or liberal or whatever life uh, style they have, are trying to come out of that, are trying to have, yeah, we're, we're, we're equal. Yeah. Uh, a mindset like that. And I feel like it's almost being counterintuitive now because it's, it's, we're getting, we're getting beaten up uh, so constantly for just being men. Mm-hmm. When, like you said, it gets personal with individuals. Mm-hmm. But there's so much broad across the board stuff being done, uh, being said and being, you know, just like the Gillette commercial we were talking about. That was aimed at all men. Yeah. Most men are like, who are you talking to? This is none of us. Yeah. You know, there's, it's, it's, it's a very small subsection of, of, of manhood right now that falls into these weird toxic things. <clears throat> at least I... on a general basis everybody has weird flaws but and i think truthfully i think the reason society as a whole why we've come to this is because for so long it's been the opposite for Mm -hmm. so long women have felt absolutely you know um it's been women who have been questioned or doubted or and still it's even a mindset to this day where I don't, women are second class citizens in a way. Yeah. You know, and I feel as though society is trying to um, take care of that boo boo to fix it and heal it and, you know, put the Neosporin over it. And the only way that they know how to do that is to attack. Well, let me, let me bash the men. (laughs) And that's not helping either. Have every commercial where the husband or the father is the bumbling idiot caught up in the blinds. Yeah. (laughs) That's a Brian Regan joke. He said, my husband is so stupid. <laughs> if he was lying face down in a river, I don't think he'd have the smarts to turn his head to breathe. That's why I buy him these muffins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so weird. It is. All right, number three. Uh, he says, we lead best when we love most. As our supreme example, the life of Jesus Christ taught us how to lead. As men, we are also given an explicit command to love our wives as Christ loved his church. This means our leadership focus is is one of love and self-sacrifice. It's our calling to put our wives and children before ourselves. Regardless of what our schools are teaching our kids, biblical chivalry is not dead. As dads, our children need to see us lovingly and relentlessly serving our family in a bold, purposeful manner. We need to be a model of leadership that embodies the qualities and missional purpose of Christ's new commandment to love others as Christ loved us. If we succeed here is a if we succeed here as a husband and a father, we will have succeeded in life where it matters most. Mm-hmm. So this comes down or this mentions, I guess, in fact, the, the chivalry thing in that, you know, for, for many years and, you know, even today. It's been a thing where men like to open the door for their mm-hmm. woman or or for any woman, really, or honestly for anybody. You know, we want to be kind. But uh, there was a thing that happened uh, in the news a few months ago where somebody opened the door for a woman and the woman went nuts on him mm-hmm. saying that saying that he was saying that she was weak. And that's why he had to open the door for her. Because she's too weak to do it on her own. Mm-hmm. When in his defense, he was saying, no, I'm putting myself below you. I am acting as a doorman, as a servant for you mm-hmm. to do this task on your behalf mm-hmm. and make your day easier. And so there's those two different competing mindsets that cannot coalesce. Mm-hmm. And I think neither one is right. No? <laughs> I don't. Um here and here's why. Okay. My high school theater teacher said it best, and he's not a believer, but and it's funny that this is the one thing out of four years of theater that I remember him saying. <laughs> um, but we were talking about chivalry, and we asked, "Do you open your wife's your wife's door?" And he said, "I absolutely do. Every single time I open up my wife's door." And do you know what she does? She leans across and pops open mine. And to me, that is a perfect example of what marriage is. Yeah, I like that. The husband puts himself above the wife 
But the wife doesn't sit back to just be served. Right. You know, they are working together in servanthood towards each other. You know, sacrificially making choices to better each other's lives. And I, that has stuck with me my entire life. Just that perfect image of, yeah, he opens the door for me, but I'm going to lean across and I'm going to do something for him as well. You know? Yeah, I like that. I thought that was... <clears throat> I think if more women can have that mindset of... It's about giving. Yeah. It's about selflessness mm-hmm. in all things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Number four, our lives are a mission. Every great leader pursues a higher calling and purpose that transcends, transcends his own life. Again, Jesus is the pinnacle example of a man living for a mission beyond himself. Quite frankly, this is my biggest motivator as a husband and as a father. I'm not here for me. I'm divinely positioned in this time and space to serve God for a purpose that reaches far beyond my own life. I'm counting on God to use me to impact my family, my community, and this world for his ultimate glory. Mm -hmm. From a practical standpoint, as dads, we need to continually look for those teachable moments to build the love and truth of God's word into our children's hearts and minds. The book of Proverbs and other explicit verses instructs our children to listen to the teachings of their fathers and their parents. Men, like Christ, we need to be disciple makers. First and most, this needs to happen in our own home. For me, I have resolved to make this one of my highest life priorities. I also realize that my greatest life lesson to my children will be how I love their mother. I can't say this with enough emphasis. One of our greatest heritage makers we will give to our children is the love and devotion we show to our wives. Mm -hmm. That's number four on the list of uh, five things a man must know to lead his family. What do you think about that one? I love that one. Yeah. Love that one. That one seems spot on. Specifically having both sons and daughters, that is a statement that I don't think has ever been more true. Mm -hmm. You're showing not only your sons how to love their future wife or how to treat a woman respectfully and kindly. Um, But also you're teaching your daughter what the example you're giving your daughter an example of what to look for in a husband. Mm -hmm. What, what is okay? You know, what is um, okay to accept? Right. You know, when Mila was born and Chris and I got into our first argument after she was born, it hit me hard then. And I looked at him and I said, you know, I'm somebody's daughter. Just like she's, Mila is your daughter, I'm I'm somebody's daughter. And I think it hit him hard then too. Okay, I'm not speaking to you in a way that I would not stand for another man to ever speak to my, my daughter, you yeah. know? So. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. All right, and last on this list of... Uh, Ways to be a godly man and father. Five, our manhood is undeniably woven into our character and our actions. He said, this may be getting deep, but it's true. You can't separate a person from their gender. Unfortunately, that's exactly what's beginning to happen in America today. We're attempting to go genderless. God created us, man and woman. While sin has no doubt caused some complications that confuse the biology and psychology as to what that means at times, The extreme vast majority of people are biologically clear, a man or a woman. It's high time that we wake up and not deny our God-given gender, but embrace it. Men need to be men and women need to be women. Understand this, I can't be a good man and not love my wife and my children. I can't be a good man and not put my family's interests above my own. I can't be a good man and watch pornography. I can't be a good man and abuse my children. I can't be a good man and not intentionally look to build Christ into the lives of my wife and children. If able to work, I can't be a good man and not do all I can to support my family. Wearing the pants means to lead uh, lead within one's home. Men, this is our God-given call. While some women may not or may want to wear the pants, I believe most desire for the men to lead their families. Our wives and sons and daughters need to see us wearing the pants and setting an example of what it means for a man to be the spiritual leader of his home. The next generation of America depends upon it. For all the women out there that still desire for their husbands to lead or wear the pants in their homes, I want to encourage you to keep praying and looking to build your men up. God has done and can do mighty work through the prayer of a woman when it comes to her husband and children. Don't give up. Most men out there truly want to be the leader of their families. Mm. So I think this would have been a 
excellent day for Kevin to have been on our show. Yeah. Uh-huh. I do. Because I think um, knowing Kevin and Kara on a personal level, and I think you'll agree with this, there's a lot about Kevin grew up in a, a house with women, his mom and his sister, and Kara grew up, she's the hunter, and yeah. she's a good shot. Yeah. She's an excellent shot. <laughs> um, and so there are things that Kara does that are what we would consider manly, you know? Um, but instead of stifling that, Kevin encourages that. Yeah. I watched when we were there over the weekend, we watched as Bonnie, their um, almost nine-year-old, took her first shot with Kara's 22. And Bonnie is a good shot. She's <laughs> just like her mom. She demolished a gingerbread house on the third third pool. Um, and instead of stifling that, Kevin really embraces it he encourages it that's the woman that he's fallen in love with that's the woman that he's married to it's the woman that he loves um so and he has two daughters yeah you know and he's encouraging and raising them up in in the same way to be women but to be strong women and i think that that's i think that that's something that needs to be emphasized more is you can be a woman but you can be a strong woman absolutely um, and that doesn't, being a woman doesn't mean weak. Right. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. So, uh, next time I'm going to need you to like phone in Kevin so he can talk <laughs> for himself and I don't have to seem weird talking about them. I feel like Kevin phones it in enough. Oh, Kevin Byrne. I know See, you're listening, Kevin. I was being nice <laughs> and it got a little too weird for Matt. So he had to throw in an insult. (laughs) Throw in a joke. (laughs) Just remember that, Kevin. (laughs) Remember who your true friend is here. (laughs) Hey, true friends stab you in the face, Mo. Not the back. Only when necessary. (laughs) That wasn't necessary. (laughs) When we come back, the rematch. Stick around. show on this wednesday we last week last thursday played a game called bible or not it's a game where uh this little little app gives us a quote and we have to guess whether it's in the bible or whether it is something else and that something else is often like a shakespeare quote or a rap lyric or something from the declaration of independence or something like that (laughs) it Uh, could be literally anything it really could (laughs) <laughs> and uh, last last week, Mo beat me, just yes. barely, just barely beat me, and uh, took the undisputed back row championship title, which is an actual title belt we have here in our office. And so, we're going to play that game again, and I'm going to attempt to take it All right, uh, you, from her. Are you ready? Let's see. And I'm going to go first this time. <clears throat> ten quotes, right? We're going to do ten quotes each. Ten quotes Play each. along at home, guess if it's Bible or not, keep score, tell us how you did. Ready? Let's go. All right. How far you go in life depends on your being tender with the young, compassionate with the aged, sympathetic with the striving, and tolerant of the weak and strong. Mm. That sounds very Proverbs-esque, but too long. So I'm going to say not Bible. Correct. It was George Washington Carver. Hey, peanut man. Peanut, Peanut butter man. Peanut butter man? Okay. Wait, did he make peanut butter or did he... Yeah, he was the inventor of peanut butter. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, number two, send these. The homeless tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Oh, man. I've heard it before, but I don't know if it's from the Bible. It's that phrase, that tempest tossed. Mm-hmm. Dang it. Dang it, Mo. I don't know. Oh, not Bible. Correct. Oh, it was Emma Lazarus. 
<sighs> okay. Uh, when the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. Not Bible. Correct. It's Jimi the Hendrix. Power of love. Did you know that song for real? Oh, that song is, that version that I'm singing is from uh, Hero, the Christian rock opera starring oh. Tate as Jesus. Michael okay, Tate. then. It's really good. Have you ever seen it or nope, heard it? never. It's really good. You ready for number four? I am ready. Question with boldness, even the existence of God. Not Bible. <laughs> Correct. It was Thomas Jefferson. Uh, after three months, we sailed in an Alexand- Alexandrian ship whose figurehead was the twin brothers, which had wintered at the island. Not Bible? It's Acts 28.11. (laughs) I totally would have said not Bible. I would have been like, Alexandrian ship. That's what what threw threw me off, too, is the Alexandrian thing. Other, Other than that, I'm like, yeah, that could be in the Bible. But the Alexandrian thing is what convinced me to go the other way. Dang. Okay. Yeah, I would. (coughs) Well, one day the people of the world will want peace so much that the governments are going to have to get out of their way and let them have it. Not Bible. (laughs) That was Dwight D. Eisenhower. Dwight D. What up, Dwight D.? D. D. Eisenhower. Uh, Happiness lies in the joy of achievement and the thrill of creative effort. Not Bible. Franklin D. Frankie D. Um, friendship is a single soul dwelling in two bodies. <laughs> Not Bible. Correct. That was Aristotle. Yeah. I, I kind of see where that's he's going, one. though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for in much wisdom is much grief, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. That really sounds like a proverb. Mm-hmm. Oh, I shouldn't say something. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't influence me, Mo. I know. Sorry. Uh, can you read it to me one more time? For in much wisdom is much grief, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. I'm going to say not, Bible. Wrong. That was Ecclesiastes. Oh. 118. Dang it. Dang it. Dang it. Dang it. Okay. okay, last one? No. Yeah, this is the last one. Okay. The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Mm, not Bible. Correct. That was Gandhi. Dang, okay. So you I got, got eight. eight correct. Ugh. I think that's how many I got last time. Oy. Okay. I feel like you got all the easy ones. You got all, got the, all easy the easy ones. ones. <laughs> Hip hop anonymous. anonymous. You gave him all the easy ones. <laughs> Big daddy people. All right. I got eight. That's the score to beat, Mo. Yeah, yeah. To keep your title. Are you ready? Nope. Not even a little. <laughs> if I had more time, I would have written less. Bible or not? Not. Correct. That was Mark Twain. All right. There is no peace without hope, no hope without liberty, no liberty without integrity. Bible or not? Not. Correct. That was Glenn Beck, American broadcaster. Behold, he comes leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. Bible or not? Oh. (laughs) That's a hard one. (laughs) Oh. Not wrong. Oh. Song of Solomon 2 8. <laughs> I was not going to guess it was Song of Solomon. <laughs> so, mountains and hills are not mountains and hills in this verse. <laughs> <laughs> if you catch my meaning. All right. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Oh, man. Is it, um, is it actually a quote or is it from Pulp Fiction? Uh, Bible? <laughs> Greg, Psalm 23, 1. <laughs> he, he makes me lie down in green yeah, pastures. Yeah, he leads me beside still waters. 
All right. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Uh, Bible or not? Bible. Correct. Psalm 133.1. All right. So far, up to this point, we're tied. This is the first five I had one wrong, and now the first five you have one wrong. I'm glad you're keeping score like that. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even remember. Okay. I'm doing a one. I'm writing a one for every answer that's right and a zero for every one that's wrong. So oh, okay. Exactly. I'm gonna okay. Uh, all right. Number six. Children are not to be blamed for the faults of their parents. Bible or not? Not. Correct. That's Aesop's Fables, the two oh. dogs. <clears throat> for wrath kills a foolish man and envy slays a simple one. Bible mm. or not? Mm. Oof. Mm. Oof. For wrath kills a foolish man. And envy slays a simple one. Not. Not? Not. Wrong. Job 5 2. Oh! Oh no! Oh no! All right. Patience is a virtue. Bible or not? (laughs) (laughs) No, patience is a fruit of the spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) A Bible? Wrong. William Langland, the vision of the Piers Plowman. Circa 1370. I should have went with my first thought of, no, no, it's not a virtue. It's a fruit of the spirit. Ah, rats. Man. Uh, Do you want to do your last two? Sure. All right. Last two. Now, God be praised that to believing souls gives light in darkness, comfort in despair. See, I got the hard ones. You didn't get a couple hard ones this time. Not Bible. Not Bible. Correct. That was William Shakespeare. And your last one. Judgments are prepared for scoffers and beatings for the backs of fools. Oh, jeez. Bible or not. See, I feel like it could be Revelations. (laughs) (laughs) Revelation. Ugh. The worst. (laughs) Not... Wrong. Mm. Proverbs nineteen twenty nine. Eh. All right, so you submitted it. Cement, cemented it. Cemented it. it. Cemented it. Gosh. You got six out of ten. I got eight out of ten. Bummer. That means I'm the champ. I'm the champion. You undisputed. Are the champion. Never in doubt. Whatever. <laughs> you didn't win last week. We'll see who wins next week. All right, we'll do it one more time next week. What? No. I knew. I knew that's what was going to happen. If you won this time that you were going to be like, and we're done. We're not playing anymore. I knew you were no, going to do we'll that. we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll play it again one more time. You turned to see who the real game. winner is. Gosh. Then we'll find a new game to play. You. I knew it. We went into it today, and I was like, hmm, if he wins, I bet we don't play it again. <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> Game retired with me at the top. Ugh, whatever. I'm All right, kidding. we're moving on. Jokes, jokes. We are moving on. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, Our ask it. us anything for today <laughs> is, how do you make yourself sleep when you can't seem to get to sleep? I can tell you what doesn't work. Hmm. Saying, if I fall asleep right now, I'll get six hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to convince yourself. Yeah. You know, you could get six hours if you fall asleep right now. That doesn't work. Really? That never Tell works. Tell me more because I'm still awake. Well, and then 30 minutes later, you can get five and a half hours of sleep. And then 30 minutes later, oh my gosh, you can only get five hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah. That does not work. It sends me into like sleep anxiety. But what does work? Okay, for real, what works for me Mm -hmm. is, like, planning my day. 
tomorrow, but in a nonchalant way. Not like you have to do this, you have to do that. But like, oh, when you wake up, maybe you should do this. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And if that's when that's done and over with, you could do this. Hey, and maybe you could even do this. Really? Uh-huh, it works for me. And then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that today. <laughs> yeah, I said I could do that and I will. <laughs> um, I rarely, rarely, rarely have an issue not falling asleep. Yeah. I usually conk out immediately. Mm-hmm, me too. Daydream is mad at me for it. Um, but occasionally, I'd say once a quarter or so on average, I'll just have a night where I cannot get to sleep. So the only thing I can do is I go out into the living room and watch TV. Nope. And that makes me fall asleep out there. Nope. And then I'll wake up at like 3 a.m. and I'll move to the bed. So I always am the first one to sleep. Always. Yeah. And I fall asleep within the first five minutes of yeah, laying down. Me too. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it annoys Chris as well. But the worst for me is when I am woken up. And then I can't fall back asleep. Oh, yeah. That's awful. That's the worst. And I may or may not have thrown a slight temper tantrum a couple nights ago. Because <laughs> you got woken up in the middle like, of the night? Like legit temper tantrum. And then I felt bad because it was the night before Mila got sick. Mm. And she had come into our room. And so Chris was like, yeah, okay, come here, come lay down. And I wake up to knees in my back and toes like digging into my legs and then I try to roll over and the cat is at my feet and I can't move. My feet are stuck because she's like laying perfectly on the blanket. <laughs> and it's like seven degrees hotter in the house than what I like to keep it at when I sleep. <laughs> and so I just flipped the blanket off of me and grabbed my pillow and I huffed. And Chris is like, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, nothing. I just can't sleep. But it's fine. Everybody else is doing just fine sleeping. So I'll just go to the living room. Yeah, that was a bit of a tantrum. It was 3.30 in the morning. That was a bit of a tantrum. (laughs) It was a bit of a tantrum. But everybody else is sleeping just fine. Chris is snoring. Mila's obviously dreaming about running a marathon or something. The cat's totally fine. Uh, (laughs) See, that doesn't... I don't think that ever happens to me. I'm trying to think while you're telling the story if I've ever woken up in the middle of the night and couldn't get back to sleep. For one reason or another. I don't think that's ever happened. I do wake up a lot in the middle of the night because for some reason, like I'll wake up in the morning and I will not be thirsty. I will not drink a thing until like almost lunch, usually. That's why, Matt, and you're thirsty in the middle of the night? No, but it's just like at at 9 p.m. Like I'll drink drink normally after that. Once lunch hits, you know, I'll drink normally. I'll drink water and all this all day. And at 9 p.m. for some reason, my mouth becomes a desert. And I'm just, I like chug three bottles of water before bed. So then you have to pee. And so I all wake night up, long. I wake up once or twice almost every night now having to pee. Like, like deadly having to pee. Like, right, just so something's going to pop having to pee. <laughs> Your challenge but, is to drink water in the morning. I need morning. to drink water in the morning, yes. But I like, I don't like waking up, but I do like going back to sleep. Like, you're there, you woken up to go pee, and it's, like, 2 o'clock, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I still have, like, five hours. This is fantastic. <laughs> and I lie back down and fall asleep so peacefully. I love that feeling. I don't know why. <laughs> the worst is waking up at, like, 6.30, and you're supposed to get up at 7. Yes. And I'm like, oh, it's Seriously. not even worth it. Yeah. <laughs> not even worth it to lie back down. Yeah. <laughs> I will let you know that the uh, Lord woke me up this morning. Oh, yeah? Did you not have an alarm set? <laughs> <laughs> no, my, it was set, but I always have two alarms set. Yeah, me too. And apparently my second alarm didn't go off, and I didn't snooze my first alarm. I stopped my first alarm. Mm. And I know that it was the Lord that woke me up because he woke me up seven minutes before the time that I needed <laughs> to get up. <laughs> Oh, gracious. <laughs> and I woke up like, oh, gosh, I'm late. You know, sat straight up and grabbed the phone. And I was like, oh, I have seven minutes. Oh, hey, Lord, I see what you did. <laughs> oh, wait, so you so he woke you up seven minutes before you had to be here. No, seven minutes before I had to actually get oh, up okay, and get okay, moving. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. I thought I misunderstood. Right? I don't need more.
woke me up at 553. <laughs> okay. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll stick around. We'll be back in a little while to close out the show. show for the day and for the week for us because we got an extra day of you're my friend and i trust you tomorrow uh we got your got your bible verse and your thought for the day bible verse for the day is proverbs 21 21 whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life righteousness and honor and our thought for the day comes from tim keller once again he says being selfless is to think of yourself less not think less of yourself. Ooh. Hey, that's a good one for today. All right. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, usually, uh, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on backrowradio.com. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for your My Friend and I Trust You with Donnie and Jordan as they kick off your weekend with Feel Good Friday, and we'll see you again on Monday. Actually, I forgot to fix that. Oh. Tomorrow and Friday yeah. as they kick off your weekend with Throwback Thursday and Feel Good Friday. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Tune in for our new Saturday schedule beginning at 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Pacific. We will now have our Saturday morning cartoons. Six hours of classic Christian music to cruise to and sing along. Just music from 95 to 05. That is so exciting. Yeah. I like that. Uh, connect with all aspects of The Back Row by visiting thebackrow.org and join our meme-packed Facebook group at brbchurch.com. Mo, what's the final word? Deuces, homie. <laughs> uh, that's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye. <laughs> wondering if I should make more deuces jokes. No. No. <laughs>